Welcome to episode 16 of the Vegan Noobs Podcast. This week I catch up with Aidan Lee of Fit Roots Holistic Personal Training and we talk about personal philosophies, ethical veganism and healthy living. Well, Aidan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, no trouble at all. And so for those that might not know yourself, would you care to give us an introduction? Yeah, sure. My name's Aidan Lee, and I run a personal training coaching business called Fit Roots, who caters mainly to entrepreneurs and driven professionals who want to look good, feel good, do good, have performance like they do in the boardroom, in the bedroom, and have much better energy in their lives so they can better get a better ROI on their businesses and careers. Nice. In terms of veganism, how long have you been vegan? Been just over three years now. I think I was saying to you before, I never actually remember my vegan anniversary, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's been about three years, give or take. I was a vegetarian for about, I believe, six months before that. Uh, but after those first initial six months, I basically thought, do I need to rest anymore? So I just gave them up to. Yeah. No, it's fair enough. Like myself, I took, uh, I was vegetarian for four years. Wow. And then I, I don't know if it was just through avoidance or ignorance it, it took maybe a bit longer just to kind of click so mm. but got there in the end so that's all that matters exactly we're here now so it's all yeah. good so what is it that kind of led you down the the path towards uh, veganism gosh uh i'll say a multitude of things um initially it was always an ethical thing i've always had animals growing up you know i had uh mainly dogs i've had at one point, we had two Alsatian German Shepherds, as well as a, a Japanese Akita or American Akita, should I say. And then I've had a few other American Akitas after that. But as a kid, I always thought there was something wrong with it, but never really made the connection of you know, actually doing it and taking action of not eating other animals. And as uh, my friends, as I call them now. So it was really odd at first. It was kind of that realization eventually. And then I said, okay, well, I need to do some more research into this. I'm very much an analytical, logical person. So I said, you know, I've got to do some research first to make sure it is the right decision. Uh, so it was primarily ethical at first. So I watched, you know, all the standard documentaries, Earthlings, Food Inc, uh, Cowspiracy and whatever and all that good stuff. And then did some more research. Uh, the health side was also very important to me too. So particularly as a personal trainer and a coach this sort of stuff is something I really have to be able to back myself up on and that was a huge thing I did a lot of reading on read all the you know the typical books like China study and all that kind of stuff but also what else is out there just in general terms of all the vitamins nutrients how to plan what to eat all that kind of thing anyway and it really just made simple sense it wasn't rocket science I felt and I felt it could be done uh, keeping it simple is the better approach and also environmentally speaking it's a huge huge factor I found that you know if we can save the planet x times over we'll be in a much better position overall and also being able to feed as many people as possible in comparison to you know me eating meat for example is a much uh, needed change in my life too. Oh, absolutely, man. Like, yeah, I came to it for ethics as well, and it's really interesting. Like, you're obviously very clued up. I'm, I'm the the same myself. Like, I have to be uh, very fact and data based decisions. Like, when I when I started kind of looking down the rabbit hole and seeing all the the facts that just weren't easily accessible at the time, it was just it was such a an awakening. I suppose it was just I couldn't I couldn't believe how the the information that I found without too much difficulty 
uh, really uh, isn't a mainstream uh, topic. It's it's quite astounding actually. Yeah, that's it's a very strange phenomenon, isn't it? Especially when you think one of the most striking things I found about the ethical, uh, you know, enigma, if you like, was that you couldn't possibly think that you know these animals are treated in such a way. That you know, for example, the the chicks that get put in the grinders and things like the male chicks, you yeah, would never yeah. think, oh, that's possible. So I was talking to my, one of my friends about it the other day, who's pescatarian, and she was just saying the same thing. That's not not possible. Why would they do that? And it's just that realization that you get, and as you say, it's quite easily accessible as well. Yeah, it's I guess just people. It's not the type of thing that's challenged. Like it's not like common discussion in in sort of day to day life. You don't you don't see how the meat's packaged up. It's just a case of it's there and you can buy it from the shop and it's almost like guilt free so there's that uh, separation from the truth it's uh, it's, a sh- it's a shame and, it, and it's uh, doubly so when it comes to trying to speak to people about that and go well it seems like i'm being a preachy vegan but it's it's literally because i care about you and i want to tell you the truth because this is that i would want you to tell me so i'm doing i'm trying to do you a kindness so I've had a, quite a lot of that recently where people are pushing back quite hard and it's like, no, I'm trying to help, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's a big disconnect between the farm and, you know, the plate that's in front of you or what's on the plate in front of you. Uh, and yeah, you know, I completely agree. When you find that, you, you try and explain these things to people, depending on how you approach it, of course. You can oh, of course, yeah. Sort of, uh, adversarial reactions or people who are actually quite interested. Uh, unfortunately, it's mostly the former, but when you do get the latter, it's definitely people who have, you've piqued their interest in some way or another. And uh, I think those are obviously the people who really need to, helping of you, you know, guiding first, as opposed to those who are very much against it. Yeah, definitely, man. No, and approach is key. Like some people, well, everyone responds to different approaches. Uh, myself, I needed the kind of sledgehammer approach. I needed to be uh, shaken back to reality. It was. Uh, I had to watch. It was Yurovsky's uh, greatest speech, oh, yeah. and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's a great speech. I've listened to that a few times over. I agree. Yeah, no, it's a really good one, particularly if it's someone that's. Uh, like really entrenched in their beliefs is like no like you really really need to hear the ethical argument because because not everyone's that bothered about their health like I, I always hear the oh i know bacon's classed as a a type one carcinogen but you know like we all die like oh great so <laughs> <laughs> the health aspect isn't going to work for you at all <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. You do get some people who are very much. Uh, I found a lot of people actually found it more their health, uh, but then you find those who are, you know, animal lovers or, or at least domesticated animal lovers find that the ethical part is a problem, whereas other people seem to be more inclined towards it, doing it for their health. But either way, I guess that as long as the result, the end result is the same, um, I don't see too much of an issue there. No, same. Like, uh, it's, at the end of the day, if you come, if you come to uh, veganism through looking after your own health and fine uh, i have absolutely no no qualms with that at the end of the day like you looking after yourself uh, directly helps the animals and the planet and everyone else so mm-hmm. you don't have to be like a, a guru of ethics or philosophy it's like so long as you're you're on a plant-based diet everything's fine by me <laughs> exactly yeah i completely agree you know you come to the same conclusion at the end of the day so everyone wins absolutely man so in terms of your, your day-to-day uh, and your business, does your, your vegan ethics play a part? 
Yeah, uh, big time. I, I would say so. I think the way you conduct yourself after you know having such an appreciation for not necessarily just the animals, but also the people that your plate or your choice on your plate affects too, is significant. So obviously, it causes me to be make sure I make uh, ethical decisions in the way I treat people, uh, the way I do business, and. Similarly, just in the way that you have an ethical code that you know complies with veganism, I have a similar sort of thing, which I conduct in my business too. You know, not screwing people over, for example. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, making sure you give people what you say uh, you're going to give them, giving them top-notch service. Uh, you know, getting giving them what they pay for and they're investing in, and you know, making sure that at the end of the day they come away satisfied by you using your service uh, or my service in this case. That it's really a fruitful. Uh, result they get at the end of it as opposed to just a transaction i don't want it to be just that i try and make sure that it's a you know lifelong relationship that we actually build up and that way you know i can help them for years to come not just in those few weeks or months uh, that we actually work together no definitely man i think that's that's a positive way to approach life in general like gives like that pain that respect to people and again and that's i think that's a a very natural behavior uh, that you would would take from uh, not necessarily from veganism but that complements veganism is that whole being empathetic to others be them human or non-human mm-hmm. yeah exactly you know you want to carry that behavior over as a you know so you can treat everybody equally definitely man and, and that's it and it's all about equality mm. yeah, definitely exactly so in in terms of being in the the fitness and nutritional sort of side of the business uh, of business, do you find any problems being vegan uh, with like ma- more mainstream clients? Uh, I wouldn't call them problems. I would say probably questions. Uh, you know, people wonder uh, if it's possible, and I don't blame them. There's well, one I guess is lack of knowledge or a certain form of ignorance on the subject too. Of course, just as I was a few years ago. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. I think it's just more so a lot of curiosity and questioning. I've not had anyone so far, you know, say anything odd. But I think probably because I'm in a position of being an authority, as in, you know, being a fitness, uh, you know, health and wellness expert, it allows me to obviously, even without them asking or knowing anything, they're probably thinking, oh, there's something to this that is actually okay or good for them to be doing that in the first place. No, definitely. And I think that's... Uh... It's really important. You've almost been unburdened with like a a, a particular responsibility because you are a you're a health professional and you and you're openly vegan as well. So it's like right. So you have to be the example. You have to be the proof of the pudding. You know, I won't try and squeeze too many uh, food puns into the podcast, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you have to you have to talk the talk. Mm, exactly. Yeah, you know, you have to back up what you're preaching if you like and if you can't then you know sure I can understand if there was a questioning of you know why uh, some people would think I'm vegan but seeing as there's not there's no issue no absolutely man yeah and it's uh, you know it's interesting as you say there is a burden uh, albeit one that you know I happily take on and have to take on but when you're in this sort of industry you know people do expect you to know your stuff and be able to back it up in various forms so that's absolutely necessary no absolutely man it's exactly that. If if you're you're into personal training or any sort of uh, fitness or health, you expect to be the picture of what you're selling. Mm-hmm. So, but that's good as well because that means you're focusing on your own health, which then vicariously gives you the or not vicariously directly gives you the energy and the health to keep doing what you're doing. So it's a good thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it helps me in, in life as well as uh, as business or you know whatever personal professional. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, after going vegan, uh, what was it, seven months now? Uh, it's it's really strange. Like I would never call myself particularly active. Uh, probably the opposite, but since going vegan, granted, I, I I'm eating a lot cleaner, a lot more whole foods. Uh, and it's a high a high carb low fat diet I follow. I found like I've got like just buckets of energy. Like wow. I actually I'm I've started training like I do I'm running three or four times a week. It's just it, it's it's a total like lifestyle change. It's been all all positive, all good things. But it's just it's so crazy that like a really straightforward dietary change has just completely opened up new uh, avenues for myself in terms of health and fitness. Mm. Yeah, and that sounds phenomenal because clearly it just goes to show it's not just a diet, you know, it's, it is really a lifestyle change. And I think what's great about your example is that you've taken that on board as opposed to just saying I'm just changing the food on my plate, you know, I'm actually changing the way uh, I perceive myself to other people but also to yourself, you know, by doing different things, by acting differently, by being different as well. Oh, absolutely. It's, it is, it's just a total, it is, a, it is an absolute mind shift. Uh, like before I would be the one sitting in the pub near the the river and then watching people run around like oh, why would you want to do that why wouldn't you just come in and have a beer and granted some t- that person still exists inside me but you know on a nice day it's good to get the your lungs getting stretched exactly yeah deep down it might still be inside you and you know here and there you can still enjoy that being exactly that's yeah. um, it it means that you know you can have a healthier balance now between that sit down in the pub as well as you know those few runs or whatever activity you can't Absolutely, man. And that way you can go for a run and then have a recovery beer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even better. So in terms of your own training when you switched to a plant-based diet, like, did, did you notice any change in your energy levels? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I would notice uh, there was a few things. Uh, mostly good. I would say one thing bad, but mostly good. Uh, most good stuff, let's start on a good note, was uh, I would have better recovery levels. Um, when I first switched, it was actually, I don't compete or fight anymore or at this current stage, um, but I used to fight in K1 uh, kickboxing, and it was actually at that point where I was transitioning through to vegetarian first and then vegan, and obviously at that point I was training a fair bit more than I do now, so I was sometimes training up to twice a day, five, six mm-hmm. days a week, and at that point I found obviously muscle recovery was a huge thing, so when I switched over I found that actual recovery times became a lot quicker, I think my understanding is that the body was just less uh, acidic and it was actually much more uh, in a state or a better state to recover quicker and my body was being more efficient instead of trying to digest you know hard pieces of or harder relatively speaking pieces of meat it was able to digest you know plant matter all that kind of good stuff a lot more freely and easily with less energy so I imagine that's what the case was there uh, sleep wise I would say better as well so mainly sleep and energy I'd say were the two things and recovery so they were the best three things only one bad thing I would say I'm not sure if this is uh, due to my levels or what exactly but I think the only things when I got cut or if I got bruised or anything like that, it would take a bit longer to recover in that aspect. But otherwise, the pros definitely outweighed the cons. Absolutely, like that's that's certainly been my uh, experience as well in terms of recovery. Like, I go for well, I've only been training for oh my goodness, certainly to no degree that you'll have done in the past. But like, if I go for a longer run uh, and my calves are a little bit tight after, like I don't know, well, a bit of a massage and then a sleep, I'm usually fine the next day. Maybe a little stiff, just because I'm not used to 
such a long distances just quite yet but uh, having tried longer distances uh, a couple of years back when I was uh, a non-vegan like I would be crippled for days yeah it's a huge change isn't it and you can see that now you feel lighter you feel more energetic as a result yeah absolutely and exactly like you were saying about the no more like acidic food it's all kind of alkaline like I just I don't feel bloated anymore like just no it's just all good things like it's, uh, it's crazy I love it absolutely yeah. love it good man and you're only you know you're less than a year in as well and you're already experiencing this as good uh setting for you to you know carry on strong and well off for that too Oh, absolutely, man. I think uh, even if I wasn't in it for the ethics, I think given how good I feel, I would be crazy to go back. And that's, that's the thing. You wouldn't want to sacrifice that now, would you, regardless of the ethics, as you say? Yeah, exactly. No, it's, 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 it just, you just feel so much, uh, so much more clean. It, it's, it's strange. It's like I, I've never experienced it before because obviously I'm only recently vegan, but it's just, I don't know, you have to, you have to feel it to be able to understand it. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, words can only explain so much. Uh, experience is really where it's at. No, definitely, man. I see that you're, along with personal training, it's holistics as well that you provide. Yeah, that's correct. So I don't want to just provide a physical, uh, you know, service in the sense that you know, have your session, get in, get out. I think nowadays uh, the thing, the problem is with most people's experience with either personal training or coaching of some sort is that it's very much in and out, do your reps and get out. Now, that's not enough of what our body is built for, biologically speaking, uh, you know, physiologically speaking as well. We need a lot more than that. The body and the mind are definitely inseparable and what that means is obviously you need to cater for both. So I make sure I focus on a holistic approach in the sense that we can not just provide your physical aspects in terms of strength, flexibility, and mobility, but also understand that you know the way you think, uh, the way you feel, the way you breathe, even your posture and things like that will accommodate or understand that your body will be impacted by that. So the way we need to really look at this is that your mind is definitely going to affect your choices, your habits, uh, your feelings, your experiences and things like that. So I use a lot of different practices from various breathing techniques to meditation to understanding you know, why your posture is the way it is and things like that, why your mechanics are the way they are, why you move the way you do and addressing those problems at the root of it as opposed to just uh, you know, tacking something onto the end. Oh, that's really true. So I guess in a sense, trying to identify like the true problems for a lot of things as opposed to just focusing on uh, fitness. Because uh, I guess if you're identifying uh, posture problems and like uh, various other underlying issues, that that's just going to aid your uh, fitness long term as well. Yeah, exactly. And the thing I'm believing, you know, it's various fat programs and things like this, but they only last X amount of time. You know, the kind of things I want to provide to people are things they can do well into their 50s, 60s, 70s and, and more. And I think, you know, you have to have an approach that considers your your primary movements in there and your posture, your breathing patterns, things like that. If you don't uh, include those or if you neglect those, you're going to suffer sooner or later. So a lot of these people who are training in, uh, in ridiculous ways of you know just training in one plane of movement, only lifting weights or whatever it is, for example, yeah. is you're going to suffer. It's just a matter of when, not if. So you've got to make sure that uh, you have something in place now so you don't suffer later on. No, that's awesome. I guess, and that's uh, exactly you're saying a bit of like the longevity of attitude as well. It's not it's not just about being a lifter. You know, it's it's just about wellness and fitness. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, weights have their place, just to take that same example. 
uh, you know, weights have their place, but they're not the be-all, end-all, and you have to acknowledge that there is actually a lot more to, you know, human movement than than weights. You know, whether it be something like, you know, martial arts, which I do uh, quite, a, I've spent quite a lot of my time on, or or dance, or yoga, or whatever it may be. Try as many different things as possible, and then that way you'll understand that there's a lot more complexity to your uh, movement than you would ever have thought possible. No, definitely. So I, I guess that like that that type of philosophy is. Uh, somewhat f uh, similar to what, what's taught with a lot of martial arts. Like I, uh, I studied karate, geez, probably a lifetime ago, a long, long time ago, and that was very much the the focus of it. It wasn't just the 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 martial art itself, it's the, the philosophy behind it, like the, the mental, the, the attitude to life as well. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's amazing. So you've got that experience. You understand what it's like. It's not just uh, you know, I'm not knocking other sports, for example, but it's not just a game. You, you know, you don't play uh, fighting unless you actually play fighting. But you know, you don't play fighting. It's actually a real you know philosophy behind it, a real discipline and a real history behind it, what it used to be applied to. You know, which is actually. Uh, if you look at what the word martial arts is, you know, it's actually come under warfare, really. So it's a way of life, yes, and it's definitely a way of thinking about it too. No, absolutely, and I think that's again something that marries up really well with veganism is that sort of it's the positive attitude, the positive association with wellness and living. Yes, martial arts are contact like it's fighting to an extent, but it's not the it's not an an aggressive thing. It's a defensive thing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's that you know, if a lot of people see it from the outside in, they think, oh, it's a very aggressive thing. But, you know, it's about channeling that aggression in the right way that, uh, you know, you only need to use it if and only when, you know, something uh, happens in an emergency or in self-defense or whatever it may be. So it is a last resort, but it's all, always about being prepared for whatever the circumstance may be. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was speaking to someone recently, actually the weekend, uh, we were talking about uh, martial arts. I have a friend that was very much into capoeira, uh, but we're also talking about Tai Chi and we have a couple of friends that have uh, uh, been doing Tai Chi for a little while and they hadn't realised that it was actually a martial art. Oh wow. Uh, like, I think they, were, they, were, they confused the kind of slow and fluid movement with like sort of not, not combative, uh, tranquil but it's uh, they thought it was more like meditative, well I guess it is, it's tai, tai Chi is meditative but not connecting that all the movements and actions are actually strikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do that, don't they? they especially, I think Tai Chi seems to be one of those that people seem to get that um, that sort of thought process from for some reason, that because it's slow, that those moves don't apply to actually, uh, you know, real combat situations. But as you rightfully say, that uh, they actually are real moves, you know, fighting moves, combat moves, defense moves, whatever you want to call them, uh, but just in slow motion, if you like. Yeah, for sure. Just building up that sort of muscle memory and that, uh, that discipline again. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it's still a very interesting martial art. It's just about how you apply it. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like your local community, you're based in Slough, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm based in Slough. Uh, my studio is right next to Heathrow, so it's almost sandwiched between Slough and Heathrow. But I've lived in Slough for... Most of my life. Oh, nice one. It's almost too convenient just to nip on a plane and disappear somewhere tropical. <laughs> uh, it hasn't been, uh, but uh, yeah, it is there. So, I, you know, when I'm able to, I'll definitely make use of that. 
sorry, I've got total uh, wanderlust at the moment. I'd say I get married at the towards the end of the year, and it's like we still haven't picked if we, if and where we're going for a honeymoon. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Any any ideas in mind? Oh uh, no, man. Like uh, I I like act, active holidays, and my partner's. Uh, well, she likes uh, active holidays as well, but I think we're gonna have to try and find like a balance of mm. uh, chill and activities. Yeah, maybe. Um, just trying to think where where would be good. I mean, I just I'm partially from Sri Lanka. I went there last year, so you might want to check out somewhere like that. That's uh, a cool place. Good weather, good activities to do. A lot of uh, movement and things like that you can get around to as well. Nice. I will. Uh, I'll add that to the the suggestion pile. <laughs> Go for it. So in in Slough, is there is there much of a vegan community, or is it kind of dependent on uh, activities in London? Yeah, unfortunately, not in Slough. There's not so much. Although I have heard there is a there is a you know from meetup.com, uh, there is a group that meets up locally in Windsor, which isn't too far. It's only down the road. Uh, but I haven't been to it myself yet, so I should probably get myself down there. But in terms of uh, vegan community, I'll Otherwise, yes, it would be more towards London. I'm only really not that far from London, so uh, I could actually just go down to that. Really, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's slow. It's just kind of on like the perimeter of the uh, London. London, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking to get more involved uh, towards uh, later this year, and you know, see if like, what I can provide to the community. If I can help, you know, people come boarding with the health and fitness, I want to see if there's a way I can actually, you know, provide more influence. And doing stuff like this is obviously the first step. But uh, the more I can help people, either transition over or help those who are currently there already, uh, the better. No, definitely, man. I think that's uh, that's something that's always been. A sort of big focus and for myself is that kind of that giving back mentality I think it's even more so now that I've now part of this uh, global vegan community it's, it seems to be very much that attitude where people are, are they're always wanting to help in some shape or form be it just like sharing some recipes on Facebook or getting active on the streets and doing some stuff yeah exactly you know there's there's all, all forms of help and you know None is necessarily better than the other, but we all, we need all of them. It needs to be a multifaceted approach as opposed to just you know going down one route and trying to hammer that into people's head. I think really people need to see it as a whole lifestyle. So they need, like you say, the recipes, they need the guidance, they need the health and fitness, but they also need yeah the activism as well, uh, the, the ethical theory, environmental theory, whatever it may be. They need a whole range of things. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, it's also the the more people from different backgrounds and different walks of life that are like openly vegan and are engaging with non-vegans they see that oh my goodness like that stereotype that have been sold for generations isn't real it's not all people with dreadlocks and hemp <laughs> t-shirts and just like chaining themselves to fences and stuff like that it's just like in the air quotes regular people that can be vegan it's like yeah exactly yeah you need to show them almost the, the new era of veganism if you like is that uh like you say, there's there's many different types of people from all, all sorts of walks of life, which you never would have predicted beforehand. Oh, 100%, man. Don't get me wrong. The stereotype very much exists. <laughs> true, true. It was, it was entertaining. I went, I went to my first veg fest in December just after being vegan for, that would have been three months at that point. Mm -hmm. And what me and my group of friends, we went, and it was just like, la, la, la. I wonder what it's going to be like. Uh and it was just like a total menagerie of people, but there was very much the like stereotypical hippie looking types. 
<laughs> which is totally fine and quite frankly I'm not far off that myself with my long hair but <laughs> it's it, it was just fun seeing that just complete exactly menagerie is definitely the best way to describe it it was just completely different people all just kind of getting together it was such a, a positive experience yeah that, no, that sounds sounds just about right when, I, when i've been to a few veg fests i've been to as well maybe london ones but uh, i think yes yeah, it's, it's good because as you say now there's so many different people in there you do meet it does allow you to meet all sorts of different people which you wouldn't normally uh, interact or come across with anyway no, absolutely and i think that's that's kind of key when it like in terms of being vegan like there aren't that many of us yet there's a lot more than people actually imagine like we're, we're actually a, a quite large community but yeah. the more that we are out connecting with other uh, people in the community the more sort of i know the the morale builds up it's, yeah. it's just nice to see new faces every so often like uh, particularly where i live like in dundee like the community is here but it is quite tight so every so often when a new face pops up you're like oh amazing <laughs> like it feels like we're spreading yeah yeah exactly and all, all you have to do is kind of look at the uh growth of it in, in various ways whether it be simple things like internet searches or just the growth of events like vegfest you can tell that it is definitely a growing movement and it's luckily not stagnant or going downwards it's definitely growing and going up upwards Oh, definitely. Like, and, and that was, uh, I, I work in digital uh, for, for my day job. And uh, just when you were speaking about uh, Google searches, like I, we got some of the, the data relating to it. And it was just like really interesting seeing all the various things that people search in relation to uh, veganism and like the seeing the numbers from year, year to year in terms of uh, how often vegans uh, searched on Google is, is really interesting and it's very much that trend is uh, rising quite rapidly actually. Yeah, from what I've seen, you know, it's great because you're in that space is, uh, yeah, you, what you're saying sounds absolutely right and it might be good for you to put that out there because I think it'd be good for other people to see that as well, especially come from someone like yourself in that industry. Yeah, uh, actually it's it's a wee project that I've got sitting that I need to do something with but I'm uh, very much a uh, fingers and many pies at the moment so i'm just trying to balance that out but that that's a that's definitely a, a blog post that's coming at some point yeah i look forward to it definitely yeah what about yourself do you have any projects lined up for the rest of the year yeah so my sort of projects at the moment are mainly uh focusing on building an online coaching uh more following but also more clients so what i'm looking at, at the moment i do uh, coach people online but I'm looking to transition to probably about 80% online uh, by the end of the year within the next sort of six months and that would be ideal purely because I think you know I can help more people in terms of time which is leveraged better and also you know I can reach more people in this sort of community as well which would be nice if I can help more vegan people uh, get to their health and fitness goals and get them to be you know shining examples of the people they want to attract in and you know become like them as well so I would say that's the sort of main project I'm working on and you know I'm sure I'll find doing things like this and you know being on sort of the vegan circles wherever it may be I'm sure I'll find more projects and more things to do as that sort of influence grows throughout the year. Yeah definitely well that's uh, that seems to be the way like the more frequently you put something out there the more people you engage with and then it's like like those little seeds get planted and then everyone gets in touch and they're like oh let's do loads of stuff together. And they're like, yeah, let's do loads of stuff together. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you put something out there, uh, not in a woo-woo way, but you know, you put it out there. And no, I, well, there, I guess there's an element of that as well. But yeah, it's, I think it's just uh, we we have like a, a difference of opinions in the digital community where uh, people are very staunch in terms of ownership, mm. and then the other half are very open, like. Uh, open-minded and are towards open source so uh, less ownership and more collaborative projects mm-hmm. uh, and you can see that like well it takes the right project to to prove the theory but very much the community collaborative led projects uh, are far far more successful long term yeah that seems to make sense especially from what i've seen you know i think uh, especially in the internet that sort of uh, platform is very much community based and you can't really uh, you know prioritize too much of it in the sense that you know you'll put certain people off and you know putting that sort of community feel to it will definitely engage a lot more people in the long run oh, absolutely yeah it's and I guess it's just not being too precious with ideas I think that's that's something I've been trying to teach myself like I, I would forever think of something write it down and then not tell anyone and then it, it never comes to fruition because I'm too busy doing something else. And it's like, you know what, I should just put it out there. Someone takes it on board and wants to help me do it or they want to champion it and I help out every so often, then so be it. But it's mm-hmm. that whole, I would much rather a good idea happened than have it squandered. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, putting it out there and sharing it with people almost forces you into action sometimes. So whether it be something like this or, or the sort of people I speak with in terms of the health and fitness goals, you know, sometimes people have never actually, uh, whether, whether it's health and fitness goal or sort of goal like that, they've never actually told anyone explicitly. So they haven't actually uh, had the the chance or the opportunity to be held accountable for it. So, you know, if you put something out there like that and you get some response from it, you're almost obliged to provide uh, to that response. Absolutely. And that's that's essentially what we're trying to do with the vegan noobs is that whole, right, we want to do some good for the community. How's the best way to, one, do that, but also, two, encourage us to actually keep going? And that's exactly that mentality of, like, no, we've built it now, we have to keep going. It's a good motivator because it keeps us all engaging with the community and putting out, uh, well, what we, what we hope is helpful and entertaining content, so... Mm. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. You know, personally, I, I try to listen to a lot of podcasts myself as it allows me to do, you know, two things at once. But I haven't heard, uh, especially this side of one, many, many vegan podcasts or anything particularly focused around this topic. So, you know, I think it'll do well and it's well worth putting out there. No, definitely. And I think that's it. It's just you got to you got to put it out there. Like, yeah, there's there's no telling who you might connect or touch with it. So it's just it's more important to do it than than, than squander a good idea. Mm, exactly and you know you can always alter your approach and edit it and refine it as that process happens but you know I think um, again regardless of your goal health and fitness or some, you know like in your case here we find almost that we try and perfect things before they've gone out but without actually realising that whether or understanding whether anything or anyone actually wants that you don't know if someone wants your thing until you actually put it out there and you know, totally. feedback afterwards but until you do you never know no absolutely and I think that that's that's kind of the, the crux of it it's that whole start doing it do it when you have the motivation and you want to do it you're probably not going to get it right first time but that's okay you can refine it and then iterate 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 just keep improving on it because that's that's what you should do nothing nothing's perfect the first time so you have to 
birth it and just kind of let it grow and let it become what either the community wants or needs it to be or your clients need to want it to be so yeah that's exactly it you know one thing is i never used to do it before myself as well you know i was held back and didn't do it until it was kind of perfect but you know what i've tried to do now is just take imperfect action and that will you know stop this sort of thinking process of you know oh, should i do it shouldn't i do it and just do it and you know put that fear out there regardless of what happens you know whether it's just getting down say i'm going to do a press up today or, or you know i'm going to write that blog post whatever it might be yeah and um, just do it and then find out what happens afterwards no absolutely that's it and it is exactly that conquering the fear harnessing the anxiety it's scary but just do it mm, simply <laughs> awesome man so while we wrap up what what would your top advice be for a new vegan top advice uh yeah we didn't talk too much nutritional side of it so or or you know health fitness wise in the sense of what they should do uh one thing i would say is do your research or ask you know someone like me i'd be happy to answer your questions related to health and fitness uh, whoever may be listening to this but top advice would be just like i wouldn't say any different than uh, to a vegan than to you know a meat eater for example i would just say make sure uh, you eat the rainbow in terms of vegetables and colors and things like that so you're getting a plant uh, you know variety in, in many different ways uh, move more not necessarily what move should I do? But just move more. You know, get up and go for a walk. You know, jump around, squat, crawl around, do whatever you want. Hang on something. Just do a lot more of that, and you'll notice that make a huge change to your life. Uh, so move more, drink more as well. So a lot of people are severely dehydrated, uh, whether it be from you know having things like coffee, teas, and which will you know. Uh, dehydrate a little bit more you need to top that up uh, throughout the day one simple tip there as soon as you get up try and down half a litre of water and then wait half an hour before you either eat anything or crack on with whatever else you need to ingest and that's a few other tips there uh, just in terms of thinking and things like that I would say breathing exercises uh, there's a few breathing exercises which are really good but simple ones would just be to start off with a few minutes of meditation and build up from there and other things would be um, another method of breathing called the Wim Hof method. I've actually done a video on it, so I can actually send that to you guys to send out there if needed. Uh, but I would say that's great to increase your energy levels, your focus, your drive, and all of that good stuff that comes on with it. Oh, brilliant. That's uh, meditation, something I would really uh, I keep meaning to put a bit of focus on. Uh, I have a couple of friends that absolutely swear by it, and uh, I can see like the catharsis from running and how taking that time out of my day to well, obviously go for a run which usually is like an hour or so I, I like the, the mental clarity i have uh, from taking that time away from myself but also giving myself that uh, length of time to just be active like it's just it's you feel good and you feel clearer and i guess in terms of meditation you're only really needing what is it like 15 minutes half an hour it's enough to set you up for a whole day yeah, definitely. No, that's a great point you make. You know, it's that almost cathartic uh, um, approach and, and feeling about it. Yeah, it, it really depends in terms of time. I only spend about 10 minutes doing it. Uh, I think it really depends on how quickly I find you can get into that zone of, mm. of concentration and relaxation. At first, it will take a lot longer, so you may need to spend longer. Uh, but as you get used to it, I find you can tap into it within a few minutes and then you can really get into it. And of course, it depends how much time you want to dedicate to it. You can always spend more and potentially get more uh, effects from it. But I also think you know you may reach a certain point in time where it may become a, a point of diminishing returns. So it's going to be different for everyone. So you need to find your point of, 
uh, diminishing returns, whether that be 20 minutes, 30 minutes an hour, I don't know, whatever it might be. But, you know, start off with a few minutes, literally five minutes, that'll be enough to start with. No, brilliant. So it's good to know that something that's so beneficial is very accessible. Yeah, exactly. And it's so varied, you know, it really is down to tailoring it to you because the problem nowadays is that, you know, people don't need health and fitness programs, you know, can diet plans, they can find millions of those online. And if that was the case, if that's what people actually needed, the whole world would be, you know, in the best shape of their lives. But clearly it's not, you know, people need some sort of accountability, some sort of coaching throughout the right process, but that's tailored towards them. But there are simple things that are universal and, you know, things like eating well, moving well, drinking well are pretty universal so you can start with things like that and meditation is just a great addition to that no definitely i think that's that's a really good point to bring up in terms of uh, people's day-to-day like they just it doesn't seem like people actually take a lot of time out just for themselves like obviously they can do some things for themselves but actually in terms of their own wellness their well-being and I, I, i guess i'm kind of speaking to myself when i'm saying this is like that not that recognizing what's a, a healthy use of your time f- to spend time on yourself as opposed to vegging out in front of the tv or and st- stuff like that yeah exactly and there's no right answer to that but you know it's, it's really is as much as possible you want to uh, take yourself back to that original state as much as possible whether that be you know thousands of years ago whether it be running and trying to you know pick and forage for food or you know hunting zone whatever it may be uh, we would have been doing a lot of different things than we are now. We would have been resting differently. Uh, so instead of sitting in chairs, we would have been squatting. We would have been you know, running around, walking around, playing around. Mm. And just try and take yourself back to that playful state that you almost have when you were a child as opposed to uh, regimenting it too much. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, more play. Who, who can argue with that? <laughs> exactly. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Aidan, for taking the time out to have a wee chat with me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, honestly, you know, it's great to be here. If anyone has any questions or follow-up or would like any advice, you know, feel free to reach out to me and ask. And, you know, I'd be more than happy to answer anything like that. But it's been a great pleasure. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'll have all your, your links and contact details below so people will be able to find you. Perfect. Sounds great. All right, man. Brilliant. Thanks again to Aidan for coming on the Vegan Noobs podcast. If you want to find out more about Aidan and Fit Roots, be sure to check the description below. And as always, if you want to get in touch with the vegan noobs, you can find us at facebook.com slash vegan noobs.